Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection, to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month, or year, and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation, a chance meeting in the gym, or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started. How are we now broadcasting from the studios of Milson's Point in Camaragal country? It's the Theory of Thing podcast, season eight, episode five, I think. Remember, if it's talked about enough, it's a thing. This show is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange and a reminder that all advice contained in this show is general in nature. Please speak to an advisor about your needs. That's what I do. That's what this guy does. I'm James Whelan, Investment Manager at VFS Group. I am joined by Heath Moss, Principal of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? Very good, and good morning to you, James, and good morning to everyone else out there. Mate, been an absolutely cranking week. You have to yeah, be in the market, um, apart mm. from the fact that it was arctically cold at the beginning. I drove home. Oh, first off, remember I, I announced last week on Friday that we're about to go down to Canberra, our nation's capital, to uh, for the skipping uh, state championships for jump rope for my and youngest. Who's a, congrats, who's a congrats mate. to your daughter on that. Another another big win. Mate, we went very, very, took a very deep, long gold position on the family account, that young child. <laughs> um, lumbered, lumbered with gold. Um, another championship for her. She is an absolute legend. I'm so proud of everything that she does. Uh you know, in in opposition to Andrew Tate and that nonsense that he said about his dad, you know, and how driving him to the thing eleven hours and all this sort of crap. She's like, I pulled her aside. I did yeah. the same thing. I pulled her aside before the con- uh, when she's just going to go warm up with the friends. I pulled her aside, and you know, darling, whatever you do, I will be a proud father. Just have fun and try your best. And yeah, yeah and she does, and she did, and and it's all in the work that she does leading up to it, and she did. Anyway, driving home in the snow. That's a first for me. Yeah, it, it was, was snowing. Be a first for many Australians. Yeah, Lake yeah. George. It was so much, so much so that people couldn't do it, and they there was a couple of accidents on the federal highway. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, snow! I, you're, it, it blows your mind, like that thick mm. snow, because it changes your depth perception. And I'm, I'm sitting there driving. <laughs> I was keen to get home. It'd been a bit of a, a big three days in Canberra. I was just like, I want to get home to my wife. I miss, I miss yep. my dog. Um, and. I, so I'm still going about 100 kilometers an hour with the snow blinding. There's ice forming on the front of the car. Um, it was just wild. It's just yeah. European conditions. Yeah, I've, only ever, I've only ever been to Canberra once, and I think it was autumn as well. And I remember getting off that plane, and I only had a business shirt and slacks and stuff on. And <laughs> no one warned me how cold it was <laughs> in Canberra. Yeah, I quickly had to go through the uh, the shops and grab myself a, a, a pullover, a, j- a jumper thing. So, yeah, it is arctically cold. But, I mean, the markets really haven't been that cold this week. They've been pretty good, especially right, in the US. Segway. Yes, segway of the week, yes. mate. Nice work. Yeah, go on. Give us a market wrap, mate. Oh, look, mate, I think, uh, I mean, 
the theme has been as they wrap up earnings over there is 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 not it's not as bad as everyone expected. I think the forecast were for around the seven percent drop in earnings this quarter. So far, it's just a little bit over two percent. Mm. But having said that, expectations were lowered materially over the last six months. Those earnings forecasts have been coming down, down, down. So it was really low hurdles for most companies to meet, and um, the big tech guys seem to to meet them and exceed them. Um, there was a lot of companies that still didn't, but. Uh, yeah, the market reacted slightly positively to it. Um, we had the US CPI data out and PPI data last night. They were both softer than expected. But yep. last night we had uh, jobless claims uh, shoot up and continuous jobs, jobless claims shoot up. So there are signs in the market that there's some softness coming into that jobs market and that's what the Fed will want to see. That's what they want. Um, and I mean, I think it's priced into the market already that they're going to hold um, in June. But this sort of, I think those jobless claims sort of cement it. And unless we get a super hot um, NFP uh, later this month, then uh, I, I think um, uh, they'll be holding in June. Yep, I I, I, I don't see any way why why they'd have a reason to rise, especially if the data is coming in showing that it is actually softening. Um, I was looking at where. So this is my note from a couple of days ago. Morgan Stanley still saying Fed pause, Fed pause, Fed pause. Oh, yeah, serious. Um, so this is out of the Morgan Stanley Chief Economist. Uh, quote, the April employment report, so this is last week, exactly last week, employment report, surprised to the upside all the way around with a stronger-than-expected net jobs gain of 253,000, a stronger-than-expected wage increase and a lower-than-expected unemployment rate. The strength should be weighted, weighed against significant downward revisions of prior data, which keeps the slowing trend in place. So, yes. It, it Yeah, it popped up a touch, but if you look at the trend, I'm looking at this chart now, looking at it, just going, yeah, that's trending down. Yeah. Job, yeah. job numbers are trending down, unemployment trending up or tweaking up, um, inflation coming down. What was, the, what was the number that was below 5% yesterday? Was that PPI? Was that, was that CPI? Uh, uh, P, uh, uh, C, CPI um, yep. headline was 4.9. Yep. That came in line, but uh, I think core was a uh, touchdown. Yep, and that's um, the first time it's been below yeah. five in two years or something. So that's yeah. That's so and, and I did see a great chart the other day. I think I posted it in our, our group chat about C, uh, core uh, inflation um, figures and how sticky they are. And they take about, I think, on average, it was twenty-seven months to halve. So we're based on history. We're right on track. Um, there's nothing out of the ordinary about this core inflation. It is sticky. It's always sticky. Yep. Um, and uh, I think once they hit that recession, um, they could be already heading into that recession now. Um, yep. Then I think inflation, you know, comes comes off the cliff. Well, there was, uh, and the data that came out, again, Morgan Stanley, who I, I just love listening to these guys because they just tell such a good story that's always in line with where I'm, where I'm needing to be investing. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're actually usually right. They, they got me through COVID pretty well and, and I managed to decipher a lot of what they were doing into uh, usable ideas. So they're actually very handy. Um, pay, pay attention to Morgan Stanley. They're, they're, they're right across it. Is that uh, the, Mike, Mike Wilson? Is yeah, Mike hi, Wilson? Mike Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Let's yeah, get yeah. after it. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> oh. And they've got all the other guys that are in there too that, that are just great. And the oil guy, uh, unfortunately, was the, the, the first time the oil guy has been talking a story that I didn't want to hear from him, um, saying that energy is probably done, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, they were saying that they've got they have their survey their own survey that they run that shows consumer spending expectations and all of them were declining in the services area so it's 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 what you're saying is happening or what you're saying is going to happen is 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 on the way to happening 
that consumer spending is just going to seize up. Yeah, and um, that's what it happens. It's good until it's not, and, and, and it yeah. turns on a dime and falls off a cliff. You can look at any recession in the last, you know, 30 years, and that's 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 what happens. Okay, so now I've got the playbook from Bank of America. Now it's the flow show. Okay, so this is the Bank of America strategy team playbook. This is a history of asset returns in the three months after 10 last hikes of the past 50 years. So... There have been ten times in the last fifty years that this is that there has been a last hike by the Fed. Okay, you follow me? You with me? Yep, yep, yep. I'm with you. This is what happens on the three months after that last hike, on average. Are you still with me? Yes. Okay. So one of the main pieces of feedback is that it's just you and I talking about this and not actually saying this is what's happening. This is how you can make money, and the other guys don't. The other podcasts don't. We will tell you how to make money on whatever. Anyway, we'll get. We'll actually give you some tradable activity ideas here. Okay, okay. So pull out your workbooks. This is what they say. So I, I concur with most of these as well. So let's go through them and, and beat them up. First off, buy treasuries. The treasury returns positive nine out of ten times after the last hike. This is an easy one, obviously. So an Done. average of seven percent yep. returns. Bonds go up, yields go down. We know how that works. Um, that's that's a free kick. Um, buy credit. Hmm. Investment grade bond returns are positive nine out of ten times with an average of 6% return. You good with that? Yep. yep. Okay. You okay buying credit in this in this particular cycle? Um, Are you sure? It has to be quality credit. To quote, to quote, <laughs> Rowena, to quote Rowena or in the in the Royal Commission, is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. As long as it's quality, as long as it's quality credit, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. 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 Well, they, they actually disagree. And I, 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 I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in... Credit, but not deep in credit. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm long, but I'm not overweight. Um, I'm long just because you need to be long. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not married to the idea. Um, they're not. They just think it's a complacent credit. Uh, it's going to get hit by uh, the recession. So yeah, we, we do have a credit squeeze coming in by US dollar again. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. That the one. US dollar is stronger seven out of ten times after the last hike. Interesting. Uh, with an average of five percent returns. So. We, they agree. Is that your final answer? They agree. Big secular sellers of US dollars, but surprise rally in US dollar here would make risk off sense. What? Okay. Um, now, here's the clangor that is counterintuitive. Sell gold. Uh, sell gold. Sell gold. Very okay. interesting. Gold returns negative seven out of 10 times after the last hike. Average of 13% returns. Uh, uh, maybe because it's already been baked in. Over, yeah, the, over every single that. time, right? Yeah. Gold's yeah. had the run. Um, if you buy it here, you're bold, uh, in my view. They go, for gold. They go love gold long term, but if dollar has risk off, then the gold goes back below $2,000. So that's it's a US dollar story there. Interesting. I think long-term yep. gold, I think long-term gold probably, yeah, I, I wouldn't be buying it here. If you think that this is the last hike, which it probably is, then... I wouldn't be buying it here. Let it come back down, and then it's a long term, a long term story again. Find a big support line on that chart and uh, and charge in. What do you think? I, I slightly disagree there at the moment because gold is holding up very, very well, um, uh, much better than um, expected. The last few times it's been in this range it is it's been a quick trip. It's hit you know twenty fifty um, an ounce and and come back fairly quickly into that low 1900. Mm. But it is okay. holding around that 2000 and above that 2000 very, very well. Okay. Um, so I don't know. There is there is massive um, accumulation by central banks this year. 
Um, yes. So that could be a reason it's holding up. And China uh, as well, going yeah, very yeah, but long, very again, long if, if the US dollar, high US dollar theme plays out, then gold will struggle because um, obviously generally they're inversely correlated. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's the only one I, I'd, I'd sort of push back on a little bit. Okay, okay. I'll pass it on to the Bank of America strategy team. Uh, make sure you got? do. Okay. Um, uh, sell stocks. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Sell st- Great. <laughs> finish, finish on a high, boys. Um, sell stocks. Stock returns negative five out of ten times. Okay. It's a, it's uh, a point 50%. Flip. Okay. Flip After the, the last hike, my investment strategy, heads or tails. Um, but five out of five times in inflationary cycles. So it's an average of negative 5% returns to three months past the last Fed hike. This is an inflationary cycle, so I think this is what they say. This is an inflationary cycle, so still think. I love the way they just write whatever's in their head sometimes. This is an inflationary cycle, so still think breakout from SPX 3.8 to 4.2K trading range, more likely to downside. Okay? Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I mean, that's nothing unusual. And you'd think, with you know, historically with the last Fed hike, they're coming into close to a recession, so that could be why um, stocks underperform as well. Um, that yield curve is yeah. still stupidly inverted. Inverted, yeah. Pay attention to that. That's that's the one difference that that they're saying. Same uh, that the Bank of America's got here that Morgan Stanley has as well on their stuff, saying that it's it usually yes, it's it's a pause, which would be a good time to buy stocks. However, or a good time to stay long stocks or be overweight stocks. It's a pause. The next the next move is a cut. However, they're like the yield curve hasn't been this inverted going into one of these things before. I think I mentioned it last week. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that just COVID and all that action around COVID has thrown out a lot of data, historical data, and we can't really rely on a lot of it. Um, I think in the same vein as we have in the past, um, simply because of you know you know we, we stop and start restarted economies, you know so much. Uh, you know, fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus was put into the system more than ever before. I think we're in uncharted territory here. Yep. And there'll be a few anomalies that come out. Even maybe in a couple of years' time, in 2025, there'll be uh, a few things still thrown at us that we're like, oh, we're, didn't expect it's, that. It's possible that for a fair chunk of our careers, because we're still a young man. I turned 42 tomorrow as well, just quietly. Um, that'll Happy be birthday. Yeah, that's the, that's the age that I wanted to be. I didn't want to go past that number. It looks like I have to because I actually like <laughs> the people that I'm around. Anyway, hello. Hello to my therapist if you're listening. Um, the uh, Where were we? Yeah, it's um, we're still young enough to know that we've got enough of a career in this thing going ahead. And I think that a fair chunk of our career is going to be spent investing around the fix for whatever the problem is that they just left behind them. Yep. So yep. GFC, GFC was almost fixed. They were ready to start coming out of it. We had one last little recession that was going to be in 2020 because the yield curve had inverted and everyone was expecting things to slow down. And then it was all going to be back to normal. The normalization of rate cycles, stop bailing stuff out. Everything's fine. COVID hit. COVID hit spending, inflation, and now inflation rate rises, recession, and then re- recession, question mark. Yep, yep. And, um, and that normalisation is going to take a little bit longer because things to the upside went to such extremes to balance itself out, they're going to have to go to extremes to the downside. I mean, you yep. look at US M2 money supply and the extremes it went to during COVID. And now you look at it now and everyone's raving and waving their arms about going, we've never been this low on the M2 money supply index before. And that's exactly 
why. It's it's accounting for what happened on the other side. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, okay. Um, you do any trades this week, mate? What have you, what have you got going on? Um, a little bit of lithium, Woo! actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little, little bit of lithium. I, a little um, bit of lithium. You know, I, I, actually, I, before you go into it, I'm flicking through. I've got, I've got a client who's a pilot. Hello, if you listen. Um, and there's a little bit of that Alchem on his account. Yep. There's an AKE. Yeah, it is. I don't have his yeah, account. AKE, yep. Um, and so I've, I've got some of these clients that are just like, you know, they, they do this general advice thing. I don't run them on a, on a managed discretionary side. They're just, they're just set. They like talking to me. They like that I'm there on the other side of the phone. They like me doing a bit of homework for them. It's a good job, this one. It's, it, it can be okay sometimes. Every now and then, that's just like, James, and the lithium stock. And I think that I went to you, Heath. Mm-hmm. This is, it was a couple of years ago. And, all, and I said, mate, this guy really needs a lithium stock. Um, what are our choices? And you've given me Oracobra. Uh, you, you gave me this one. It was on the list, and I was just like, you know, yeah. that, that one looks pretty good. That's that's got the best shot. I think that was it. So thank you for that. No worries. <laughs> it was a, it was a safe a safe one. I mean, existing producer. It was a known known. Um, uh, yeah, Oracobra back at the time before they um, changed names and before they took over Galaxy Resources. Yeah. No. Um, give, us, give us a lithium play, mate. Yeah. Look, um, I mean. It's that that uh, bullish feeling about lithium is starting to come back on the market, and and we've seen it um, in the spot price in China bottoming and starting to turn back up. Yeah, uh, we've seen uh, researchers and analysts start to become more bullish on lithium, more longer term than short term. They still feel there's uh, some short term weakness maybe in the price because of um, we're at balance or maybe slightly oversupply for the next eighteen months in lithium supply. Mm. Um, but generally, they've been wrong. Their demand has outstripped supply. Um, uh, Based on most forecasts, um, so but they feel that um, because mainly because of um, pricing uh, and the cost to get a lithium mine up and going now has risen so much. It was up twenty percent last year. It now um, it doesn't make sense for you to start a lithium mine unless the price, uh, the carbonate price, is around twenty three and a half thousand dollars US a ton, yep. which is where it is now in China uh, on the spot price. Um, so thing, the, the cost of production has risen up significantly, which means that l- the lower price, the floor price, needs to stay um, higher um, for, for it to be more attractive for these mines to start opening and for, for supply to start hitting the market. Um, okay. EV sales have been extremely strong in, um, in March and April um, coming out of China and Europe and even the rest of the world. So there is a real turning point there. Uh, we've also seen, you mentioned Alchem, um, there was some action on that uh, yesterday with uh, them and Livent in the US uh, announcing a $10 billion merger. Um, now, I think it's more it's more beneficial to Livent because the, most of their assets are in um, South America and we all know how Chile have started to nationalise the lithium sector there. Yep. Um, and Argentina are talking about it as well. So you're talking about the big tr- uh, the lithium triangle there. There's always Alchem- a point when sovereignty risk comes in on a, on a, on a good on a good commodity that's going okay, then it's just the government. I mean, Gillard did it to us. Remember that the mining tax? Yeah, yeah, the big big super profits tax. Yeah, yeah, a rare a rare time when because... Australia actually had sovereignty risk put put over yeah. top of it. And and, yeah. and and like it always does, you know, metals come back to the marginal cost of production, and those super profits, you know, melt away. Yeah. Um, it, you, 
it happens all the time in history. And, I mean, whilst I think there's a lot more to play out in this lithium cycle, um, we're going to see more mergers and acquisitions, and I think Australia and Canada are prime uh, spots for that. Um, we don't have the sovereign risk of South America. Um, you're even looking in Chile and what they want to do with the copper uh, industry over there, um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a sovereign risk. So uh, I think here if you, you're looking at plays that ha- are a hard rock, obviously, same with Canada, um, and they've got scale. So we're talking about 100 million tonnes plus of, of uh, a jork resource. I've okay. mentioned them before. I'll mention them again. PMT, Patriot Battery Metals, is uh, my number one pick. PMT, general advice only. Yep, general advice only. They, due to have their um, jork out later this year, it should be a a monster. The other one is GL1 as well. GL1? GL1. So the kids at the back can hear GL1. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Disclosure, you hold these things? Yes, hold these. A lot of clients hold these. Hope so. Um, not not ridiculously high uh, um, sort of allocations because it is lithium sector is, is risky and, and quite volatile. But if you've got exposure to resources, I think you need something in, in these baskets outside the producers that you know could come into merger and acquisition because we've had Alchem and Livin uh, merge. Uh, Albemarle make a bid for Lion Town, which they're going to have to either walk away from or raise significantly. It was two dollar fifty bid. The stock's around two dollars ninety now. Wow. Uh, Mineral Resources have taken a twenty percent stake in Essential Metals. Rio's come out and said they're in the market for the right right to um, assets. I mean, it, it's all on, and we're going to see more. And I think a lot of South American producers are going to only want to diversify their production, and especially into hard rock in Australia and Canada. It's okay. James Bay as well. James Bay in, in Canada couldn't be hotter at the moment. All right, that's brilliant. Uh, that's a good report. Well, we've got some names there, PMT, yep. GL1. Yep. Um, and, I, I, I mean, if you just want to go now, it's just buy the lithium ETF and, and be done with yeah. it. Yeah, ACDC, um, I think it is on. ACDC the, um, or LIT yep. is one that we go into as well. Um, yep. Myself, uh, now, just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Check out amfex.com. Uh, open an account. Look at some of the funds that are contained within. You can get access to any managed fund in the world, local or in India, uh, which is a place that I have actually now uh, gone into. We are now long India on accounts, and I'm really happy with that. I think that the the move. I've been putting this off for so long, Heath, and you know I've been talking about India for ages, but Yep, this is my big player of the week. Is is just going in India last week, uh, long Equinix because I didn't want to go long data centers in general, and so we went long uh, EQIX over in the states. That's going quite well. I'm really happy with that um, that play as well. That's just being dragged along with all these amazing tech names, um, and they've actually got some really good stuff. So, uh, what was the other one that I was talking about? Yes, so India. Um, I went long NDIA by the Global X crew, and was this here obviously? What's that? Yeah, listed that one's here. This on the ASX. Yep, yeah, listed yep. here. So it's the Nifty Fifty in India. I, I, I don't know why I've been putting it off for so long because India, they've got um, strategic investment plans. Which when I describe this to people, they're just like, "That sounds like a superannuation industry." And I was just like, "Yeah, it sort of is." But the thing with so so they they set up these plans. So you're you're a regular Indian guy. You've got your job that you that you managed to get. You know you. The growth in this place is incredible. Poverty to middle class, fattening middle class, upper class. It's amazing and. It's, it's growing at a rate of knots. Obviously, I don't need to go over that. India is growing is not the, the, the headline that you know, need to know here. Um, what happens is that they've got these strategic investment plans, which are which are getting bigger and bigger. And you set aside a few rupee a, uh, a month, 
and it just goes into the market. You've got your selected uh, funds, mostly managed funds over in, over in uh, India, which, again, is why going into amfix.com and having a look at some of those Indian managed funds is great because it's actually really difficult to invest outside of India if you're inside of India. It's very difficult to invest in India if you're outside of India as well. But if you're in India, basically your money has to stay in the system. So your investment goes in there. So no matter what happens, there is going to be this constant monthly flow into their own market because of the money that goes into the managed funds and the managed funds have to buy the stocks underlying. Which it's very much like our super. It super sounds a lot like our super yeah. industry. It sort of sort of props up our market continuously with this continuous, yep. you know, thirty percent of ten percent ten percent of people's pay goes into the market every month. More yeah, or yeah, price, and thirty percent right? of that goes into probably Australian equities. Correct. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, look. So, so they do it there. However, theirs is growing at a rate of knots. Um, their their market is just going insane. Um, that's why I'm just going. You know, I'm going to put it off. And I think that there's going to be more. Emerging market investors, there's a headline in Bloomberg, emerging market investors ditch China stocks to pile into TSMC and Reliance. Reliance is the biggest holding in this Nifty 50 ETF. Yes. Okay, I don't need to tell you anything more. G7 starts next week. That's in Hiroshima, a fitting place. Um, Since we almost went to nuclear war last week, according to um, the insiders in Ukraine, that, uh, yeah, G7 is next week, and they're saying that it could be more of a decoupling from China and the US. So this could be Biden stepping yep. a bit more away from, from China going into an election year. Yep. In- investors will have to st- continue to move away from China and, and the next best place is India. India is like looking at China in 1999 when yep, looking at things and it was just like 50% of every pie chart should be China. That's what people oh. were saying. That was Jack oh. Wells that was saying that. It was like, yeah. wow, okay. And it was right. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at now you're looking at India, and I'm sort of thinking this. I've got that same I've got that same feeling deep down inside. I will say they are a little, a little bit more bureaucratic. Um, yeah, they 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 are democracy, and they obviously because of the English had such a huge influence on their political system. It does take a little bit longer for things to get done. Unlike China, where you know they want to build a you know a, a skyscraper, they'll they'll destroy they'll build their house. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, they, they don't really care, whereas, you know, things take a while to get, get through. Your yeah, if, if you have a look at some of the stuff that they've got, you've got that Modi is Prime Minister, the Prime Minister over there, Modi, is um, he's, he's tearing through a lot of this stuff. He's making it easy. So, so there's little bits and pieces of bureaucracy are just getting out of the way now. Um, yep. Banking system, getting people into the banking system and just, just, just letting people work more. Letting women work at night, I think, was the one that they're actually now working towards. Um, which is going to open up a huge market there as well. So it's bringing people into the development. Beautiful world. Um, but, look, that's that's my big play of the week. Last week it was data centres. This week it's India. Um, just keep on allocating that. I don't like general index allocations in the US. I think that you've got to be really picky. Yeah, and very expensive. If you take tech, what is it? If you take tech out of the S&P, if you take big tech out of the S&P, then it's actually down or something like that. Yes, it's, yes. Right. That, that happened in 21 when... The Nasdaq returned like twenty percent or something along those lines. Yeah. But if you took the top five, six out, it was negative thirty percent. Yes, um, I remember so that. The, yeah, the destruction underneath those big companies uh, um, was hidden in that index level. Okay, uh, footy tips. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, just the one, and uh, you may or may not like this. I like Frio at the line versus your Sydney Swans. Uh, what are they giving them? Uh, twenty and a half. So <laughs> Fremantle. 
Yeah, so you, mean, I mean, you, me, and sixteen mates have a good run against Fremantle. <laughs> I, um, I, I, don't, I don't mind Fremantle. They've won three games this year and uh, are travelling just as well as the Swans. On the, they just sit below you, and <laughs> their uh, game plan is, is I think, will hold up. And I'm not who saying are they I'll playing. Win. Who are they playing, Saints? No, no, Freo are playing you guys, the Swans. Oh, are they at the SCG? But um, I think uh, you guys are in not that best of form, and uh, uh, no, the SCG is not the fortress than the line. The SCG is not the fortress that it used to be, and I'm actually I'm a curse on that place now. I've I've had an official request from the uh, the president Buddy of the Sydney Swans from Buddy. <laughs> a stop sitting behind the goals because <laughs> I, I can't. Go. The, the two times that I've been to the SCG this this year, um, I've seen one point losses once against the Port game. Yeah, Port. So and. <laughs> I hate that team so much. And uh, what was it against GWS? Well, I don't know if that was a point, but it was close. It was a kick. Yeah, I think it was a, a point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there were there were some exciting games, but I just can't. I can't. I can't, I can't do this to myself anymore. Um, look, in the NRL, I like, uh, and I'll just pick this out. I've just gone. You know, I really like the Raiders. They're getting it done. Raiders Beautiful. against the Parramatta Eels. Now, I think they've given Raiders minus three and a half. I'm going to take them on. I think that the Raiders Beautiful. will win by, by about six. So, look, um, that's good against the Eels. That's a GIO stadium. They're just – they're good. And, I mean, thinking that Canberra <laughs> – travelling to Canberra is a real tough time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hope there's snow. <laughs> I, don't know if the, I don't know if the delicate princesses in the Parramatta Eels are really up for that trip down there, mate. No? That's, uh, no? that's how that goes. Ah, look, uh, that should be a barn burner of a game. 7.30 p.m. on, I think that's going to be Saturday night. Do, 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 roll, do, roll in from the, the Swans game into the uh, the, the um, yeah, Parramatta mate. Raiders game. Yeah, mate. And that's on my, my birthday is I'm just going to be uh, getting some stakes in down at the Union. Beautiful. If anyone wants to come and join me, I'll see you there. Not really, actually. I'll be with my family. Leave me alone. Um, don't even make eye contact, actually. the uh, No, I'm kidding. Obviously, come and say good day. But... Uh, yeah, a couple of beers, big bottle of red wine, a couple of steaks, 42nd birthday, thinking about what's ahead, um, which I've never actually I, – I actually don't have any plans for what comes after 42. Wow. That's something to think about. Sure, I'm anyway, sure you work it out. Something to think <laughs> about. I need to, need to get a drink on that one. All right, um, mate, we're going to wrap it up now. Time. No worries. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, you have a great birthday tomorrow and all the mothers out there have a fantastic Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah, don't forget to send your mother something, guys. Recall they are those. why we are who we are, a little box of crazy. Um, okay, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget this uh, podcast is sponsored by Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, Amfex.com. They've built an amazing product. They've built a great platform. We've got people who are logged in and using it and having a great time and really do enjoy it. And any feedback that you've got, please let me know. But apart from that, go and check out Amfix.com. Thanks for joining us, Heath. No worries. You too, mate. And everyone have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye.